0: Welcome to One Name at a Time. My name is Ben and I am joined, as always, by Pez. Hello. Uh, One Name at a Time, for those of you who are not aware, is a podcast where uh, Pez and myself uh, make fancy 11s of Premier League players with a different theme every episode. So this week we're doing something a bit different. We're going to be focusing on our lucky numbers. Uh, So how we're going to do this is I'm going to pick an 11 based on players who have worn the number 14 shirt in the Premier League and Pez is going to pick an 11 of players who wore the number 17 shirt. We're then going to kind of compare these um, and and decide on a final culminated 11 and see who basically wins, whose number is better, 14 or 17. There are some some sort of special rules this week. So Pez, do you want to go through those?
1: Yeah, absolutely i mean obviously when we're saying about premier league numbers that's like properly registered squad numbers um which were originally introduced in the 93 94 season i believe um so anything before that where you know you start and it was one to eleven and you you know your sub just got whatever um we're not going to take that into consideration they have to be like proper official squad numbers um they also have to have worn it you know in the premier league um so there's some instances where a player was registered with a number for a very short period before being flogged on. A famous example of that for us as Man United fans is Gabriel Heinzer. You know, right before he moved to Real Madrid, he was registered as number 14, whereas when he actually played for us, he was number four. But he never actually wore the 14 shirt in any games uh, before we sold him, so we're not gonna include him. Um, so they have to have worn that number in, in the Premier League. And yeah, it, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's similar to what we normally do. Um, you know, this after playing the Premier League, they, we're not going to judge just their career in the Premier League or just their career in this shirt number. We're still going to look at the whole thing. But, yeah, as long as they wore 14 or 17 in the Premier League after 93-94, they'll hopefully be in, in consideration here. Luckily, we don't have particularly high lucky numbers because, you know, if, if it was like 52, 52 we'd be <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's say, like, it would have been difficult finding a goalkeeper who'd worn the number seven shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it'll be interesting. It's, I think it's also the first time where we shouldn't really have much overlapping. I mean, I know I've got a few here who have definitely worn both numbers in the Premier League, so you could have easily included them. But it's, you know, it's not nationality, so we don't already have a good idea of, you know, who's the best French right back. It's not William Gallas. Um, you know, my right back options are probably going to be completely different to Ben's.
0: So I would
1: imagine. It's, it's Yeah, it, it's going to be almost two completely different 11s that we put together, as opposed to those episodes where we go, oh, 10 out of 11, the players are the same. OK, that makes it easy. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. OK,
0: so um with that out of the way, do you want to get us started with who you went for as your, not your number one, your goalkeeper as number 17? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Yeah, my, my Just number one set. Yeah.
0: So who's your number seventeen?
1: <laughs> so um this one may surprise you because it isn't the person who
0: If it's not Raymond it, Van der Howe I'm rioting.
1: It isn't because as much as I love Raymond Van der Hau and Raymond Van der Howe is one of the reasons why number seventeen is actually my lucky number. Um he was kind of like my unsung Man United hero growing up you know, through the late 90s, a treble winning team, all that sort of stuff. It was a fantastic backup to, you know, your Schmeichels, your and, um, uh Bosnich. I've he's also got famous... Back him a backup
0: to Bosnich, that's cruel,
1: man. Well, yeah, he probably did actually get more appearances in one of the seasons, didn't he? Um, but yeah, he's actually my backup here because I found someone who uh, wore the number 17 shirt for one season for West Ham United in 2001-2002, English-born Trinidadian Shaka Hislop. Who I think of as being a bit of a bit of a Boateng type character, you know, a bit of a, a cult figure in Premier League. Decent goalkeeper, almost got a an England cap. He was on the bench for an England game, but never made it onto the field. So was happy to switch to uh, to Trinidad. Got 26 caps for them. Yeah, West Ham, uh, Shepherd Wednesday, Newcastle, uh, probably even a few other clubs in, in the Premier. League. Very Portsmouth. Yes, Portsmouth, yeah, yeah. Very established Premier League goalkeeper. Obviously, we mentioned him in our Caribbean 11 that we did. I think he even was our our first choice there so you know he, he yeah pushed out i think what, tony warner i guess um <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean we've, we've spoken about him but for me I, i'd say he's a bit more of a consistent goalkeeper than ryan van der Howe, who is my bench option and i've gone with him on my bench over uh the only other real option which was Eldin yakupovic who is a swiss oh, oh yeah. swiss goalkeeper got one cap wore 17 for leicester um between 2017 and 2019 but it's 6 135 for them so it clearly didn't like my number so Sodom, you know <laughs>
0: yeah well i i think i've got you beat here um <laughs> as much as i like shaka Hisma. i have got two i think quite strong options here so i've got Ooh. my first choice uh, again we spoke we spoke about this player before in our north america was that what the episode was called
1: North yeah, America. it should be if it's one
0: I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, uh, which was Tim Howard. So uh, Tim Howard, when he first joined Manchester United, wore the number 14 shirt. Um, he did then go on, I think he worked for a season and then went on to wear the number one shirt. And clearly that was a bad idea because his form, having been, I think, one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League, may have even got in the team of the year um, in his first season at United, wearing number 14. He moved for a number one shirt. And apart from meaning that Edwin Van Sar had to wear number 19 when he joined, he didn't really do much to that. but he did then go on to join Everton and really, you know, establish himself as being probably one of the best goalkeepers outside of that sort of top four, top five clubs. Um, over 400 appearances for Everton. I um, over, uh, I've got, he had 698 appearances in his career in total. So a very experienced goalkeeper, won an FA Cup and a League Cup at Man United various MLS um sort of goalkeeper of the years and things like that. Also, obviously, a uh, legend for the United States, which is saying something when, you know, you have met, you know, Brad Friedel, Casey Keller, a lot of sort of legendary goalkeepers there. Hmm. Tim Howard's probably, uh, you know, if you're doing, I mean, he did, did he get in our North, he must have gone in our North America team, didn't he? So,
1: um, I assume so, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh So, yeah, um over 120 caps for them. You know, I don't think you'd ever put down, you're doing a top five of Premier League goalkeepers of all time I don't think Tim Howard gets in there but maybe if you're doing a top five and discounting the sort of big you know discounting Man United discounting you know players like that who, who really established themselves at sort of outside of those clubs I think Tim Howard would definitely be a push out great shot stopper mm-hmm. real character real sort of like leader on the pitch as well um and I think he, does he still hold the record for the most saves in a in a World Cup game from that um uh, USA game against was it Belgium
1: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It was a stupid amount, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, was twice as many as it had ever been before, or something. Was, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, top top player, pretty easy shot for me, but not not a foregone conclusion because I did also have Antti Niemi, who wore mm. the number fourteen shirt for Southampton. Might have worn it for other clubs as well, but I distinctly remember him at Southampton having fourteen. Uh, Finnish international, sixty-seven caps for Finland,
1: it's, over hundred. He's not Finnish. He's great. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's anti area. I can't not do the joke. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> but um, uh, yes, uh, over hundred appearances in the league for Southampton. Um, over four hundred league appearances in total. Did also play for Fulham. I don't think he was like first choice at Fulham always. I think he might have been relatively it injury Schwartz's prone
1: sort of time as well. Was it? Yeah, I think yeah, so.
0: Maybe sorry. just before, but yeah, a, a little bit injury prone as a keeper. But a, a very good keeper. What I remember maybe just because he had like. I don't know whether it was actually, I'm assuming it was bleached hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was very white hair, wasn't it? Yes. Um, very distinctive looking. But also he made some amazing saves. You know, it's one of those you really remember as being like a real shot stopper. So I thought I had two pretty good options there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've got to agree. I think, I think I'd even go near me over his look. Probably just, on, just on personal... You know how, how much they they sort of stood out with with what they did in goal um he was one for pulling out saves that you know just you wouldn't expect so yeah i'm i yeah i mean howard is head and shoulders above everyone else so it's just a bit of a fight for the bench isn't it but uh yeah yeah I, I, i'd be like the amy um I, I know we weren't sort of meant to sort of research each other's numbers here but i do also remember that andy gorham <laughs> war number 14 in his very get
0: to mention Andy Gorham
1: <laughs> in his very ill-fated spell with us during which an injured Ryman van der Heij, wearing number 17 replaced him halfway through a game <laughs> so you know there's a bit of tie in there
0: so what do we reckon do you think Howard gets the number 14 yeah, and with the backup on the bench option as well being Anthony uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so number 14 takes an early lead
1: Into defense. Typically we're going with right back, your favourite position. Yep. Um Do we have any right backs who wore the fourteen? We, we have point? a couple.
0: We have a couple.
1: Okay. And okay. I
0: feel like I've potentially I've done it again. I have put on oh, a good. right back. He's not really a right. He he uh, could play right back. At least I vaguely remember him playing right back. But it <laughs> might be that you need to tell me that this is a ridiculous suggestion. Okay. I feel like it's ever closer we get to me actually saying who I've gone for, it seems more and more ridiculous. But I think he did play that. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I've gone for Jeremy. Um yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, he, I he, don't know when he played it. I feel like he did play it right back for Chelsea sometimes.
1: He is a very, very versatile man.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he could primarily a right mid right back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. As long as I'm not going absolutely mental. Um, no, 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 no. It, it,
1: I've, I've seen worse right backs okay. being out of position. Like, I haven't, I haven't won the you know. <laughs> second.
0: Or, or William Gallus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went for Jeremy, another sort of Chelsea player like William Gallus. Wore the number 14 shirt for Chelsea. I don't know whether he wore it. He had a spell at um, Middlesbrough and was he at Newcastle as well yeah, for a bit? Yeah, yeah. I think he might have worn 14 at Newcastle as well. But, um,. Over 100 appearances for Cameroon, won a couple of Cup of Nations and I think an Olympics with them. Over 100 appearances for Chelsea. To be fair, he wasn't really a mainstay of that Chelsea side. He was very much a sort of utility player, wasn't he? Uh, I've got that he made 397 appearances in his career, but he did play for Real Madrid where he won a Liga and a Champions League, as well as the mighty Middlesbrough and Newcastle. A bit, maybe a bit out of position, but I felt like he could do a job there for me. And I also felt like he was, I don't know, a player that like deserved to kind of be in... Quite associated with the number 14. I felt like he, he kind of deserved to be in this team. I did have my backup option. is also, I think, a very good right back I'm currently playing. Um, so that's maybe why I went with Jeremy over Um Ricardo Pereira, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he still does, but I'm pretty sure he wore 14 at Leicester. Maybe when he first signed, obviously, Portugal International, uh, seven caps. Uh, over 100 appearances for, for Leicester now. Almost 300 in his career in, in total. So it's won a couple of players, players of the year at Leicester, but I think I just went with Jeremy because he's maybe more associated with the shirt, and also because his career's kind of over. You know, it, it's a bit more impressive maybe than Ricardo Pereira's. In. But I do, I do like Pereira. I think he's a, he's a very good
1: player. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like, yeah, if they're still playing, you can almost sort of. It, it, it's hard to judge them, on the whole, isn't it? But yes, uh, n-
0: not my first choice. I did have John Pansell as a further backup. Well, but I mainly remember him for being good. For <laughs> I think it was Ghana, yes. and then joining West Ham and
1: not really doing anything. Yeah, yes, that's that's pretty fair. I think I might have you beat here just because I actually have quite a few good options. Um, the one I have gone for um, is ultimately someone who is more of a centre back nowadays, but when he was in the Premier League, was a right back and could definitely do a job there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he was in the Premier League for one season with Man City, during which he wore the 17 shirt for them, Jerome Boateng. Um, I'm
0: surprised he's not an option for you at centre-back.
1: We'll see, we'll see. But yeah, 76 caps for, for Germany. Um, since going over to uh, you know uh, Bayern, he's just sort of done everything, hasn't he? Like nine Bundesligas, a couple of Champions League, cup winners' cups, not cup, club, club club World Cups. You know the, you know the, the World Champions thing that Chelsea apparently won. Yeah, World Cup in Germany. He's you know, obviously has been more of a centre back option. But I'm pretty sure even with our Germany team, we put him a right back. There was like him and I think Marcus Babel could kind of switch between them. I, you know, I I, I was went with him just on the fact that as an overall player he's better than the others who I had who were a bit more out-and-out right-backs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's two more friends of the show uh, from our alliterative episode, Alvaro Arbeloa. Um, yeah, good show. Had seven, 17 for Liverpool for a couple of seasons when he was there. Uh, 56 caps for Spain, you know, La Liga wins, Champions League wins, uh, World Cups, Euros with Spain. You know, a very, very good right-back if, if not one of like the main names of that Spanish team, still a very big part of it. After that I've got uh, Jose you know Chelsea right back between uh, 2008 and 2012. He wore 17 shirt for them. Portuguese, a um, bit of an understudy for uh, Paulo Ferreira, wasn't he? So, uh, only 27 caps for him, but part of a couple of FA Cup wins, Champions League wins, I think one of those was with Porto. You know, de- decent right back options. Um, I've also got, which I think are another step down again from these, um, yeah, Ferrer, who played for, for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mika Richards wore 17 for, I think it was when he was at Villa. Danny Simpson, when Leicester won the league, he was a 17 as a right back there. Um, I don't know. So it's it's a lot of decent career right backs, but I think Jerome Boateng as an overall I'm I'm
0: defender, surprised, I mean, I would almost be, I think Boateng and Arbeloa beat out Jeremy, Jeremy, to be honest, yeah. so I think this does go to you. I'm kind of more interested, like, I would almost be, t- I'm interested to see who you've got at centre-back. Do you I want to see feel I've got
1: a centre-back then, just?
0: <laughs> just because I feel like Boateng uh, could be a centre-back option, but, yeah. Is, one let's one let's of my centre-back
1: was... options is also someone who could play right-back, but he's not even a starter for me, um, okay. so, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: let's move into centre-back and we'll decide, we'll decide who we go for. But I think, yeah, it's, it's fair to say that the number 17's win the right-back slot.
1: Okay, um, so we'll see if they win the centre-back slot, because...
0: I mean, if, if Boateng isn't good enough to get into your centre-back slot, I, mean, I would the, imagine they <laughs> might.
1: <laughs> the two centre-backs I've got have got six Team of the Year appearances between them. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the one who has four of those is a England, former England international, wore the 17 shirt for Sheffield Wednesday between ninety three and ninety six. 59 caps for England, a couple of the League Cup wins, uh, Big Des Walker. Oh, okay, yeah. I know it's a bit of an older one, but he's one of those names yeah. that most England fans of our generation will go, oh, okay, yeah, he's, he was pretty good. You yeah. know, I, mean, it, you know I, I don't know if we've mentioned him in, in any of the other episodes, but he's one of those names that you just go, okay, yeah, England in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, he was a mainstay of the England team, basically. So, you know, fourteen of the year appearances sort of shows you how highly he was he was thought of by you know whoever is who arranges those team of the year things the other one i've got is someone who doesn't wear 17 anymore but he did for a couple of well two and a half seasons he was at southampton oh okay virgil van Dijk. yeah (laughs) spoke enough about this guy in our dutch episodes and our subsequent european championships and world cups because netherlands like did very well in those and i don't think there was ever a time where we picked anyone over Virgil van Dijk in terms of defence um, with who they came up against. Uh, 44 caps for the Netherlands so far, five goals. We've waxed bit about the guys so much. But, you know, Premier League champion two team, He's even got a player of the year, which is even better than what Des Walker did. But, you know, those two as a centre-back partnership, even Boateng, I think, is the one that I'm going to shift out of position for. Because the, the other option I really had who could do that sort of movement is Toby Alderweireld. Oh, yeah. More- the 17 shirt when he was on loan at Southampton this season before Virgil van joined, so it's not a bad little run they've had of 17s for uh, for Southampton, is it? Um, yeah. You know, over over 100 caps for, for Belgium there again, a team of the year appearance could play centre-back, could play right back yeah, again, there's is another player that we've, we've mentioned so many times because we've dealt with Belgian players a lot um, in the episodes that we've done. I do just want to throw in a couple of, of mentions for Hugo Echiorg you know, a bit of, yep. a, of a cult legend there. Wore it for Middlesbrough for a couple of seasons at the start of the uh, Millennium. Only got four England caps, which surprised me. But, um, you know, it, it was kind of hard to get into an England team around that sort of time where you had, like, Campbell and Ferdinand and Terry, so, you know. Um, and I also just wanted to give a shout-out to Ryan Shawcross. Um, yep. He may, might not be the most talented of the other options I've got. I've got quite a few, like Cedric Suarez, Abel Xavier, Noé Pamaro, uh, they all wore 17, but Ryan Shawcross wore it for more than any other player I have on this list. Ten seasons wearing the number 17 for Stoke. He's he's the most 17 of the players I have, I guess. So that's yeah. uh, something that's why it's a note.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think you do beat me there, just because I mean, I can't really talk a lot about Des Walker. I might have to go with you on that because yeah, a bit before my time. Virgil Van Dijk I think, obviously gets in there. Who we have at right back, you know. again, I'll leave with you, because I personally would probably go half lower maybe over Boateng, but obviously it doesn't matter. It's still a 17 over a 14. Um, <laughs> for centre-backs, for me, it wasn't a lot of options, to be honest. I don't think 14 is a, is a number that's generally used for centre-backs very often, but I do have some good ones. Um, the sort of one for me who was my this one, and then I'll pick another one alongside him, was uh, <laughs> another friend of a show who I have previously argued to be in a in a team Emeric um, Laporte um, oh, the, the
1: Spanish Frenchman
0: yeah yes uh, who now <laughs> does we are you know when he was into French we did for French week uh, very early on I argued for him to be put in kind of because we were still figuring it out and I wanted to get a balance of contemporary and older players in there but you know he wears the number 14 at, at City uh, has worn it since he joined um, a bit of a sort of up and down spell at City came in and was brilliant then had a few injuries It's now kind of back you know, again, playing pretty regularly and doing pretty well. Over 140 appearances for them. He won three Premier Leagues, one FA Cup, three League Cups, over 400 appearances in total. One La Liga Team of the Year and one Premier League Team of the Year. So he can, can kind of compete a little bit with the ones in yours who got in Team of the Year's. Alongside him, eventually, I had to go for someone who I'm actually probably quite glad doesn't get in the team. Um, <laughs> in Martin Keown, who won number 14 for Arsenal. Um, before uh, Tony Adams left and he moved to number 6 I think 43 caps for England so pr- probably more than I expected actually um, over 400 appearances for Arsenal he won 3 Premier Leagues, 3 FA Cups and uh, Cup Winners Cup yeah, yeah. and over 750 appearances in his career in total if it wasn't Martin Keown you'd say wow those are pretty
1: impressive that's right yeah, ultimately, he it, it wasn't that bad a player. He was just a knob.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it just winds me up when he's on like commentary and stuff now. Yeah, um, but I I felt like that was a pretty solid centre back pairing. I think Laporte would be the only one who you could, you know, if we were going for a more contemporary look, Oh yeah, 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 We would have Laporte and Van Dijk. I think even with the likes of Aldevar, I'd probably have Laporte and Aldevar. Yeah, um But. Again, if, if you're going to make the claim for Walker, I'm not really going to stand against you because I don't really have the knowledge of him. Um, the only uh, After that, it was pretty short going. The, the kind of one I had who was my backup was Robert Hooth, who um, I did consider having instead of oh, Okay. He wore number 14 while he was on loan at Leicester. Um, then when he got <laughs> permanently, nice. I think he wore the number six shirt. But he did wear 14 while he was on loan. We've spoken about Hooth before, I think, in our Germany team. I don't think he got in our Germany team. But you know, a good Premier League centre-back was the um, <laughs> You actually won three Premier League dials. But yeah, you did play yeah. a massive part in two of those at Chelsea, I don't think. Um, so, a good, a good Premier League player. The other ones I had were a bit kind of like all over the place. I think um, uh, Trevor Chalaber at Chelsea. You know, obviously an up-and-coming oh, yeah, player yeah. Yeah. I feel like Fieco Tamore might have won number 14 as well for Chelsea but I'm not sure whether that was like maybe when he went out on loan he was given that squad number I'm not sure apparently Neil Ruddock also wore number 14 but I mean I'm, I'm not going to sit here and I don't won before my time and also played
1: for Liverpool and yeah really. and not, not even like before your time and a Des Walker before your time just
0: <laughs> just I don't really you know Yeah, I, I saw Neil Ruddock and I went I'll write it down but I'm not going to argue for him to be <laughs> um, so yeah I, I mean yeah, I think you you probably take both of those as well as long as a right back slot, unless you want to go for
1: a more contemporary feel. But um, the Hazard was the one that immediately came to mind when I I thought, oh yeah, you're doing four teams because he's you know he is contemporary. He is wearing that number right now, so it does immediately come to mind. But um, it, again, it's like, sort of like Jeremy versus Pereira thing, isn't it? Because he's still playing, it's hard to
0: yeah
1: equate it. Where's Virgil van Dyke
0: at least Although compared, Dijk, compared to the other
1: retired right. players that I've got, it's yeah, it's it's a bit more obvious, isn't it? Um, I mean, Van Dyke and Portis would be a fantastic partnership right now.
0: It would be, yeah.
1: So, so yeah. I mean, might be one that you want to come back to. Um, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm. I I think it's Van Dyke and. Yeah. I think Van Dyke's the obvious one, but yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of Des Walker's career was before football was really, you know, invented, wasn't it? So, it's <laughs> it's. Um, yeah, yeah. So we just come back to that one yeah. and, and after? Because I think I don't want to sort of immediately go, yeah, that's like a whole defensive number 17s because, you know, we might, to be fair, La can also play left-back, I guess, if we need it. I don't know who you've got there. So,
0: <laughs> I think I've got someone, all. Uh, it's again, someone I don't massively like, but I think it's someone who's all right. Okay, so who is it then? <laughs> it is Graham Lasso, or as some okay. people might call him, Graham Lassox. I don't think anyone calls him that. Uh, no, England, <laughs> England International, uh, 36 caps, one goal. Obviously, I guess a lot of Lasso's career, at least that sort of end of it, kind of overlapped with Ashley Cole, <laughs> um, who's arguably the best left back in Premier League history. You know, a, a considerable amount of appearances for England, over 300 appearances for Chelsea, uh, won a League Cup and maybe a Cup Winners' Cup. It wouldn't
1: surprise me, yeah, because yeah, he was there for a while, wasn't he? Um, uh, they won the Cup Cup, what, about two thousand or so? He must have been there then. Okay,
0: well, over five hundred appearances in total. He also won the Premier League at Blackburn and was at Southampton, uh, sort of as a make weight for Wayne Bridge after Abramovich joined. Yeah. Um, and, and brought in Wayne Bridge, and then Wayne Bridge became Ashley Young's understudy for ten years. You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Graham was so what a top quality player, but he was part of a good Chelsea team for a long time. Obviously, won the Premier League with Blackburn as well which was a bit of a sort... I don't know whether he was a regular in that team, but it was a bit of a sort of star-studded team, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, Put it this way. When I was first thinking about this team, I did have Gabriel Heinzer in there until you told me I wasn't allowed. Uh, (laughs) Actually, in (laughs) the end, I probably... It's difficult because i think heights obviously like was an argentina legend but put it this way i, I felt like actually when i remembered arles so i was like he's associated with 14 like that's his number i almost felt quite confident with him as an option i do have some other options they're not again they're not massively exciting um one who could play sort of as a left winger as well was matthew taylor um mm, yeah. portsmouth burnley maybe uh bolton O- over 700 appearances in his career
1: but Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a guilty pleasure type Player oh, of mine He, he had goal. an eye for a goal, didn't he? You know, so yeah. was, yeah.
0: Great left foot And the other one I had who also had an eye for a very spectacular goal Or at least one very expect- spectacular goal Was Eric Edmund Who wore number 14 at, um, okay. But, you know, I don't think Edmund might have got in our like, Swedish team <laughs> nice. But yeah. But um, yeah, I, I felt like Graham though with Matthew Taylor as backup were good Premier League options.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, Slow Lo, Graham Lo is <laughs> so that's something else yeah. he's called apparently?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was, um, he was, he was a bit of a like out of his time type player. I think if he was around nowadays, he'd fit in a lot more. I remember him being kind of, I think it was because he was a bit, a bit more educated and was like, you know, a Guardian reader and all that sort of stuff. He was a bit of a, a bit out of place during like the 90s, which was very much more a uh, you know a gruff man sort of Premier League, wasn't it? So I, I remember there being quite a few sort of uh, slur sent his way because of that, weirdly. But um, yeah, also little. Just... I mean that.
0: You know,
1: yeah, yeah, and any anything it's that's little just, yeah. just pretentious. Just... <laughs> Your he name's Graham a, Socks.
0: Graham <laughs> with an H. What
1: is yeah. it? <laughs> Graham
0: Little?
1: Yeah the Channel items. Um <laughs> but yeah I always thought he was a, you know a, a decent sort of option for you know England part of a Chelsea team that before the money came around was actually quite sort like. of a, a, pl- a plucky likeable team wasn't it they, yeah. they had a, a good little squad. they were always sort of in the, the conversation for you know the, the cups but not necessarily the league so it was you yeah, know they, they, they were they were an all right little team um, and yeah so it was a, a big part of that so yeah it's a good option I have it was Again, my the one that I've gone for here is actually a, a left-back who could probably really play left mid a bit more. He's German. He wore the 17 for Middlesbrough between 1999 oh, yeah. and 2000. It's Christian Ziger. Um I can't remember if he got into our German team. I know we had a few left-backs there who had an eye for a goal. Um, yeah, uh, FA Cup winner, League Cup winner. Um, obviously played for Tottenham uh, and Liverpool. Uh, won a couple of Bundesliga's, uh, Serie, a, a couple of uh, UEFA Cups, uh, part of a, a European Championships winning team with Germany. 72 caps and nine goals. That's a pretty decent return for a left back. So he, he, he was a bit more of a left wing back, and he you know, could, could definitely play midfield. But I thought definitely he was probably the most. As
0: well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think he was, he was probably the, the sort of the most talented option I had here over former Man United uh, utility man Clayton Blackmore. Uh, he also wore the number 17 for Middlesbrough in 95-97. Welsh mentioned him in our in our Wales side. I do not think we we put him as a left back. He was just kind of wherever we could fit him because he, I think he's famously the player who, before squad numbers were around, obviously, uh, wore every number for Man United between two to an eleven. Like he he, he could play wherever you wanted him to play. Won a Premier League with us, FA Cup but again when it's a utility player it's so hard to try to really nail down their best position and then argue their case over people who have made that position at home and i think it was our our stuart dallas that last episode wasn't it mm. but another out and out left back i do have is nigel winterburn who wore 17 while he's at west ham uh, after he left arsenal um a couple of caps for england but yeah part of a very good arsenal defense which we've already alluded to in the the Keogh mention there um you know the, the sort of dixon adams Quite bold. bold, yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. Again, sort of became superfluous when Ashley Cole came around. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, I, I thought Ziga was um, a bit more—I I don't know—just maybe a bit more uh, talented than, than the Winterburn. Winterburn was a very I very, very that's old, old school. Yeah, that's um, but yeah, I, I could have thrown in a few us. I had Daily Blint, obviously, with, with United, yep. or, or 17 for us for, for a few seasons. Um, might have been a bit more sort of sentimental to put him in, I guess. Um, again, a, a bit of a utility player, same as Quinton Fortune, War wore seventeen in his time at Bolton. Um, and I also had Nacho Monreal, who oh yeah, is, he's good, but I can I, I can never sort of like consider him as as good as you know when you he look was at sort of, you of a know,
0: very underwhelming Arsenal
1: sign. He was but then when you sort of look he you know, had not a not bad little uh international career with Spain and stuff and he, he's 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 all right I guess he probably is he probably should be in this list more than Blackmore I've probably just got a bit more
0: yeah a bit, bit of Man United fun. bias
1: there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: um
1: but I, I don't think he's getting over Ziga
0: no I, I, I don't think, think over, so. I think Ziga and the so is pretty close <laughs> maybe that's a little bit of you know, English bias from... I remember les, watching Lusso a lot growing up. Whereas Ziga, while I do remember certain instances of him, I'm aware that it's probably a lot of his career that I didn't see that's more impressive, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, like his international career. At in his, yeah, and his career at Bayern. I don't think... I mean, you know, and again, I'll, I'll sort of... Ziga might, for me, just edge Lusso, but I don't think many of your other ones would edge Lusso. Like, Monreal or Lusso. i Winterburn, um, so. Winter so. so I think I go with just because I think he was more talented as a player. Um, <laughs> Winterburn was part good part of a very good unit, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could go with Ziga and that gives us all seven teams at the back potentially. I'm not that that you know that's not an issue. Um, I'll just need to make it up in other parts of the team.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, again, we'll, we'll we'll come back to it and and settle it later. But uh, yeah, it, it's. It's, I think 17 is probably
0: I not I, 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 would, I would feel fully confident arguing Lassot's case over Ziga. Okay. okay. Um, but, you know, then again, I, I associate Ziga more with 20. I didn't realize he wore 17. For me, 23, I think he wore at Spurs. Because mm. he scored a great free kick, I remember at Spurs. That's always what I associate him with. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I think he wore 23 yeah. for Denver as well, maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah I definitely think a 23 for him, but yeah, he uh, he did wear 17, I promise.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he did, I, I, I trust him. Okay, so moving on to our midfield, so our central midfield, who did you go for as your central? I'm very aware that this is going to be a very talented area of the <laughs>
1: so, yeah, uh, we we should probably pre this this whole episode with saying that because they're quite sort of lowish squad numbers, um, a lot of decent players have worn fourteen and seventeen.
0: <laughs> I think, especially like when you think cer- certain, obviously more so one to eleven, but even beyond that, certain numbers are associated with certain positions. Mm-hmm. For me, fourteen seems to be associated with really central midfielders and strikers. Yeah, yeah. Primarily, whereas. Seventeen is probably more wide players
1: than strikers. i say say Seventeen's everything but goalkeepers, by the, by the yeah. looks of my team, I think. <laughs> yeah, yes. so who have you gone for? So, centre midfield, as with my centre-back pairing, it is a partnership of someone who is very current, and someone who isn't quite so much, but um, is still very much in our minds because he's currently managing in the Premier League, um, so the current Pep one Rodion. is... you. number four. Um, so yeah the current one is Manchester City's Kevin De Bruyne again Belgian. so we've spoken about him a fair bit in our Belgian episode I think we may have even put him on the right side of our midfield in our Belgian episode because their centre mid was pretty packed and it worked out that sort of way obviously he did sort of start a bit more of a wide player has since become very much a central playmaker for for Man City but they do move around the pitch quite a lot they also so... kind
0: of usually play 4-3-3 don't they so exactly yeah right
1: the yeah exactly so it's it, it's it's difficult to try and place him but i've just put him this in here it's going to be
0: really difficult by the way <laughs> yeah
1: I, it's, I, that, that's what i put in just because that's kind of his current position but yeah. if you want to move around I'd, i'll happily put him anywhere across mid, midfield if i could have four of him midfield, I'd, I'd do it uh, but, <laughs> but yeah but well, yeah one, one of the better playmakers in the world let's be honest at the moment uh, three Premier League titles, FA Cups, won every League Cup since joining Man City, I'm sure. Uh three team of the no, year, two player, player of the of year, <laughs> <For> every... <laughs> But yeah, he's, he's another one who's got you know multiple player of the year awards. Um he, you know he has been you know a, a revelation since coming to City after you know really being overlooked by Chelsea. Um you know more for them. So yeah that that was the to be honest, they're, they're both kind of obvious but I did have a bit of a, a, a tricky situation because there's a lot of good midfielders that I found. But yeah, the one to go alongside him is a certain Steven Gerrard. Um, obviously, more thought on as wearing a number 8 for Liverpool, number 4 for England. Moore thought between... of
0: slipping over and costing his team to
1: die. Yeah, he's wearing number 8 then though, so he that's <laughs> one. But yeah, between 2000 and 2004, he wore the 17. Um, I can't think he wore number eight for um, Liverpool, but I think Heskey wore it at one point. But yeah, he was seventeen back when he was, you know, just sort of breaking through to Liverpool team. But obviously, since then, kind of, you know, as as much as we like to disparage him, ultimately one of the best midfielders the Premier League's ever seen. Hundred, you know, over hundred capturings for England, twenty-one goals, won FA Cups by himself, League Cups, Champions Leagues. Um, he's been eight team of the years, which is more than anyone else I've got. I think. I mean, you know, Des Walker's four is pretty impressive. He's what you know, three FIFA World Elevens. Uh, he actually won Player of the Year for you know three different times as well. So, it, I, I, you know, I, I, as much as I'd like to say I don't want a Liverpool-Man City central midfield partnership, that's kind of what I've got to have to go for. Disgrace. I know. Well, the, the, other, the other options I had were also a bit Liverpool-y but also a bit Man United. And Paul Ince, yeah. uh, he wore 17 uh, for for Liverpool right before Gerard. Actually, 99 was was he stopped wearing the 17 there again? Probably more known for wearing like number eights and number fours. But yeah, 50-year-old catch for England. For him, again, a bit of, uh, you know, midfield general. Part of the, you know, the sort of era before Gerrard was basically the sort of Gerard of that time, I guess. Uh, you know, three-team of the year, Let's, it's, let's it's, face
0: it, Paul Ince is far more known as the United player than he is as a Liverpool player.
1: He is, and
0: a very em- <laughs> of, a, of A very good United team before the sort of famous United team. A United team that's often underrated. Yes, yeah, that was... like, I can't. I can't argue with yeah. Gerard. That's that's. The no. Yeah. <laughs> um, Even I.
1: That. Yeah. Nor nor can I argue Emmanuel Petit, um, oh, who. You could. Is... You could argue. I know. Emmanuel Petit was so good. You know, World Cup winner, Euros winner. He also got into a team of the year, 60-odd caps for France. Wore Under-range. the 17. Exactly. Wore the 17 for two clubs in the Premier League, which is even more impressive. It's the only one I've got listed who actually wore 17 at two different places. Um, Arsenal and Chelsea with a little spell at Barcelona in between that, which I don't know if he wore the 17 there, but I hope he did. Yeah, it's, you know, one of those players that's part of that, yeah the arsenal team that was actually kind of better than the Invincibles team mm, but you know i aren't going to get the uh, you know the, the plaudits for it because you know once you don't win a don't lose a match it's you know that's don't that's lose a good. match in the league yeah yeah they lost <laughs> matches that season just they? lost matches and everything else see i couldn't really argue for t i mean i would love to i just yeah. weird
0: with though, like I like Petit. Mm-hmm. played for Arsenal
1: like, I, like think, that. I don't think Petit even got into our French team there, did he? no I don't
0: think he did
1: so I can't if, if I couldn't argue him over who do we pit in our French team probably Makalele or, or Kante or <laughs> I was gonna
0: say that's a good segue for my for my central midfield because <laughs> you know who also didn't get into our French team N'Golo <laughs> Kante <laughs> who were number 14 while at Leicester for a season before, you know, becoming a number seven at Chelsea, which still, I love and Kante. there Kante strikes me as a bit weird. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he's not a number seven. Where is, no, no, too early for my segment, I might have be been feeling there <laughs> So, i um, have you got with Kante? So, I've
0: got Kante. So, this was, a re- this was a really difficult decision because of who I've left out. And if you rewind a couple of episodes, well, actually quite a few episodes now, you will be able to listen to me talk about the player who I left out for probably about 20 minutes. But I went with Kante purely for a bit of balance in my midfield, of having like different styles of player. Because it's similar to when we had Makalele, Kante is the best at what he does in the world. Yeah. Like, there's, for me, there's no doubt that. If you want an energetic, combative midfielder, he is so good at that. He's also quite, de- he's quite decent on the ball as well. That's not, that's not you know, doing wrong. Yeah. but like I, in the end I had to go he's he's the best at what he does he has to go in my team obviously we've spoken about Kante before Les, one of Leicester's best players that season they won the Premier League probably more so actually you know with Mahrez and Vardy but maybe Kante was actually more important than those players and then went on to be one of Chelsea's best players for the past however long what is it now like five years various player of the years Two PFA Team of the Years. So I think he, I've got, he won a Premier League Player of the Year, but I don't know whether that's the Premier League Player of the Year. It might be like a football writers or something. Alongside one of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. alongside him, I have gone for someone that controversially. I am not, I am not gonna suggest that Stephen. Jar- I'm not gonna have Stephen Gerrard or Kevin De Bruyne going in over this player. I've got Luka Modric. He wore number fourteen at Spurs. Now, at Spurs, he was brilliant, but let's face it, when he moved on from Spurs and went to Madrid, and after six months they were all calling him a terrible signing. Since then, he's really gone from strength to strength. Um, The only player for sort of a spell of 20 years who won the Ballon d'Or that wasn't Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi. Um, Over 400 appearances for Real Madrid, 30 goals, two La Ligas, one Copa del Rey, four Champions Leagues, four uh, Club World Cups, over 650 appearances in total. Last time we made the joke that he basically wins Croatian Player of the Year every year. (laughs) Almost 150 appearances for Croatia. Was obviously part of the team that finished uh, runner-up in the World Cup to France. (sighs) Modric has got to be, of all the players over the years that United have been consistently linked to we've missed out on, Modric has got to be the one that I resent the most. Because he would have just been so good for us. And he's obviously been amazing for Real Madrid. And I remember sort of, you know, I said this when we did our whatever team it was with Croatians and I can't remember.
1: Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia. We're trying to put that back together, yeah.
0: Um, I probably said at the time that when he went to Madrid and wasn't initially rated by the Spanish media and I was just there going like, you're so fucking wrong, you're so fucking wrong. And mm. then like, now I just love telling them well. In my head, because like, oh. <laughs> um, he is just a brilliant player, isn't he? I, like I, yeah. I, feel like you're on board with me on Modric being like just incredible, and he's still brilliant, and he's like 36 or something. Like
1: and he's, he's, he's the, almost done that Pelo thing, hasn't he? Like once he hit 30, he he got a bit better, better yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and to the extent that on my bench, I have Chabi Alonso, <laughs> who yep. is yeah. arguably my favourite Liverpool player of all time. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because despite the fact he played for Liverpool, I just really like him. Like, I still can't believe they sold him. They sold him to try and get Gareth Barry. Just think about that for a second. Shabby Alonso. (laughs) Over 100 appearances for Spain. A World Cup. Two Euros. 200 appearances for Liverpool, where he won an FA Cup in the Champions League. 230-odd appearances for Real Madrid, where he won a Liga two Copa del Rey in the Champions League. Then 100-odd appearances for Bayern Munich, where he won three Bundesliga over 700 appearances in his career one Spanish player of the year one La Liga best midfielder at a time when they had like Xavi and Iniesta and Busquets Yeah. Um, uh, just a a top player but I I could maybe accept Alonso over Kante but I I don't think I could accept Alonso over Modric
1: yeah yeah to be fair I'd probably go Modric and Alonso but like you said that is no balance really they could
0: probably play together to be fair to be fair
1: there's not exactly much balance in mine I just went with the two best players yeah i mean Alonso went to madrid the same year that ronaldo did from us i think and i think i remember saying even then that like that's gonna be a bigger loss for them than ronaldo is for us and we won three titles after ronaldo left um and they finished like seventh for most of the seasons after that i mean it's different now don't get me wrong but like (laughs)
0: Yeah, you know, like they, I they don't finished, think like, they can. Second
1: of them, just dropped they off.
0: Can the success they've had recently down to selling Alonso <laughs> No, no,
1: Coutinho maybe. But no. also,
0: they sold Alonso for like not a lot of money. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. I do have a couple <laughs> of. He was,
1: he was good at buying as well, wasn't he? Like he had that little spell there, and he was still. And like... he
0: was like, I think he was like in his mid-thirties by then, and he was still yeah. class. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I, I'm, I do I'm, have a really couple of other a, a couple of other mentions mm-hmm. who aren't anywhere near. I've just named three world-class players. And yeah. these players I'm going to mention are not world-class, but they deserve a mention. Jordan Henderson, deserves, let's be fair, he deserves a mention. Uh, number 14, obviously, at Liverpool. Yeah. An important player for them um, in a very successful time. Well, like, that's enough for us. Gustavo <laughs> um, Poirier, who could kind of play oh, yes. as a second striker, but again, 14. I think he wore 14 at Chelsea, but also at Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah definitely. And then I have a couple of, of others. Uh, Kevin Kilban, I thought I should mention as a kind of a bit of a Boateng. Oh, Sapsies.
1: Uh, oh, did he wear, where did he wear 17? I don't know, cause I've only got him listed like as a very honorable mention because okay. I've had so many betters than him, but yeah, I've got him as a 17.
0: I also have <laughs> Javi Garcia at um, Man City, who was kind oh. of crap, but I think he went on to do better things maybe. And uh, apparently George Carragunis wore 14 at Fulham. Gotta have George Carragunis.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's but yeah, I mean those players are nowhere near the three I named at the beginning. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the same. If, if, like, I mean to be fair, De Bruyne and Gerard, two world class players. Inter Petit, next level down. I'd say like I can't argue either of them over those two. But like Edu, yeah, a great you know, player for Brazil. I think he even took the 17 off Petit at Arsenal. Um, you know, part of a, a good Brazil team around the same sort of era as well. John Jensen, who we mentioned, yeah. uh, Denmark one, he wore 17. Kovacic, Scott Parker, Chelsea currently have Saul Niguez, he wears 17 yeah. for them currently. Um, Alex Song, there's a lot of players here who, in other teams that we've had, we've kind of almost considered them for stuff. But was here, they're like, uh, just you know, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know what we're gonna do with this. Well, Modric is going <laughs> in. I'm
0: not having Modric not going in. I, I would I, go Modric and De Bruyne.
1: I I awkwardly feel the same with Gerrard. Oh, I, 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 I don't think we could leave him out that. I, 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 it's, it's my footballing conscience. My Man United conscience is fucking putting him to do. Um, but...
0: <laughs> my my footballing conscience, guys. Gerrard was a good player. Maybe even, yeah. I, I, I feel always... A, you know, Liverpool fans are going to murder me. I feel always a little bit with Gerard. There is the fact of like... There's a bit of a passion thing about it, of it's sort of that... He was an exceptional player, but there is an effect that I feel sometimes people elevate him because of the whole, like... He basically carried a very poor Liverpool side for, like, 20 years.
1: Could De Bruyne do that? But De Bruyne well, is, is... as good as, as he is now because I
0: think De Bruyne ready? is a technically better footballer than Gerard. I'd also argue Alonso probably is as well. But, like, yeah, I mean, we can go with Gerard, I think, like... It's it compare. You know what? You can't compare Gerard to N'Golo Kanté they? because they're just very different players. And in the same way, it's probably not really fair to compare Gerard to the likes of Modric and De Bruyne. I do, and again, City fans may kick off at me. I do think Luka Modric. Maybe it's just because he's later in his career. I think Luka Modric is a better player than Kevin De Bruyne.
1: Okay.
0: De Bruyne would add, yeah. I would, if it De, was me, De Bruyne. De pro- gets
1: that, that Premier League biasing, does, doesn't he? Like, you see more of him, so you know he's good. Whereas Modric, because of, like, you know, down at Real Madrid, who's going to get the headlines? It's probably going to yeah. be Benzema, right? Or, or Vinicius, or whatever, you know, whoever their, like, main strikers are nowadays. But like Modric isn't going to get the plaudits for a good performance. Whereas here, think, you watch City, you watch one match of the day, and all the you know all the analysis so after it? is one. I is think so if I was doing
0: a ranking of these players, I would do Modric top, then probably De Bruyne, then Gerard, and then Campe Alonso, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if you would rather, as a 17, put in Gerard over De Bruyne, I think it's Modric and Gerard.
1: If, I, if I'm going to and go one, the he only wants to go to Ballon d'Or, by the way. yeah, that's that's one. I, I, I don't think we can't put him in. Like, Gerard probably finished like third or something in Ballon d'Or a couple of times, right? Like, I'm sure that's what the argument always is of why he's better than Scholes. um But yeah, I mean, I, again,
0: I, just to say as well with Gerard, like, I I fundamentally disagree with Gerard going in the Premier League Hall of Fame before players like Skulls, Beckham, Keane. You know those players because ultimately he never won the Premier. League. Yeah. So. You know i i'm not okay with john terry going in there because he's a prick but you know ricardo cavallio you know didier drogba yeah. n'golo Cante, all of those could go in but you know but yes i i, I think we can go gerald and modric i think that's we both kind of don't want to back down on those one players so and i think the, we can both accept that those two are very very high level players
1: yeah, but uh, like, yeah, you could, if you wanted, you could rotate and still be happy. <laughs> like, Who would
0: the bench option? I guess the bench option has to be to point us. Uh, I
1: think, yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. Purely because. Like, Unless again, you you've got some fucking.
0: Are your wide players are going to destroy mine, man. I, I already know this. <laughs>
1: we'll see, we'll see. Who, who's, who's your right side, by the way? Let's see, uh, see what we've, we've got. Maybe so a got bit Man
0: United bias here. I've gone for a, my probably one of my main older uh, people who we did I, mention previously I think it might 14. be a snap. I went for Andrei Kanchelskis. Yep,
1: yep. Oh, did you?
0: Did I didn't you, go for
1: him. I didn't go oh. for him, but he did wear seventeen when he was at Everton, okay. so it's an option for me. So
0: uh, he was one that I was like, I'm pretty sure he's associated with fourteen,
1: right? Yeah, he was fourteen for us. Yeah, yeah.
0: So maybe a bit underrated as a player. 100 uh, odd appearances for United 28 goals uh, those are league things but he won two Premier Leagues an FA Cup and a League Cup with us he was one of the players that really again part of that team with the likes of Ince and, and those players you know the original Cantonar team hit him down one side gigs down the other you know defences were terrified did win a Man United Player of the Year not as flashy an option as I, I know you've got some fucking amazing options so I'm not sure Kanchelskis will get in there but For me, I felt he was one of my better options. My kind of backup was another player we mentioned um, in a previous week, could play centre midfield, but with the centre midfield, we've just discussed he probably wasn't going in. Uh, And that was Geiska Mendieta, um, 14 at Middlesbrough. You know, 40 caps, eight goals for Spain, over 400 appearances in his career. Borough, Valencia, Lazio, Barcelona. Very good player, but I just went for Kanchelskis. I think probably because he's more of an out-and-out winger. and maybe a bit Man United bias, but yeah, Um a few other 14s as well. Theo Walcott, Steed uh, Steed I have written down, though so I associate him mainly with number four.
1: But um, he we went to Tottenham, didn't he? After so maybe it was that. I mean, not
0: But yeah, it, Kanchelskis was the one I went for with Mendieta as my backup.
1: No, no, that, that that's fair. Mine's very difficult because I kind of have. Right midfielders, left midfielders and a couple of forwards who in other episodes we've almost kind of mixed and matched and put them wherever um, So, like, excuse me if you want to put players elsewhere, yep. if you think they're better there But this is just how I put it to get who I think is the best players into starting lineup. So the right midfielder I have gone for is Aiden Hazard yep. I know he's kind of, you know, gone off the That's cliff That's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, true.
1: Yeah. He has gone off the cliff, but, you know, when you look at how back at how good he was with Chelsea, he was almost like the player that you'd feared playing against in the league for at least two seasons. It's a couple of Premier League titles, multiple cups, uh, four Team of the Year appearances, two Player of the Year awards. You know, there, there's not many who have, have, you know, got individual Player of the Year awards. You know, obviously we mentioned Charlie in the point. you know, like, yeah, against who I have in my wider positions, it, it, he's one of the more individually awarded yeah. players. Um, again, his career has gone off at the cliff. It's, it's, it's so hard to argue his case.
0: It's not but hard to argue it's his case, not, like, it's despite not... <laughs> him being shit at Madrid for quite a, a long time. He was, while he was in the Premier League, one of the best players in the league, consistently. And that was actually with the Chelsea team that weren't that great compared to other Chelsea teams and compared to, you know, the City teams that they were going up against, you know. Um, Yeah, Eden Hazard, I think, is comfortably more suited to be in this team than and Chelsea.
1: But we could have put him on the left i could put him as one of my forwards if we ended up not having many options up front we, we do <laughs> um yeah we do. it was just like i'm pretty sure in our belgian team we put him as like the number 10 didn't we to, yeah but that was because i think
0: who did you oh yeah because you had de bruyne on the right and i think you had team you didn't have a lot of forwards in the belgian team though yeah it was so like butaku it... and then then <laughs> yeah
1: Mourelas, I think, that was one of the options. I, had as well. I think I had Morales. But
0: I think we had Morales
1: on the left. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's not exactly where I put him beforehand, but best it's likely. probably the he's best place for this. Um, over someone else who, again, could play on the right or left depending on what season it was with United and who we had on the other flank. Um, I couldn't argue Nani's case over Hazard.
0: No, I, mean, I don't. I could also really
1: it. argue his case over some of the left wingers I've got. Um,
0: or
1: over you know, Andre Kanchelskis. Arguably, yeah. I mean, Nani did get into a team of the year, but was he ever really, you know, the out-and-out the out starter that Kanchelskis was for United? Um, you mm. know, N- Nani was, he, he maybe had a couple of seasons in that whole spell where he was really, you know, you'd expect him to start every game, whereas most seasons he was a bit of an option. Um,
0: Frustratingly inconsistent.
1: So, yeah, especially when we had, like, you know, Ronaldo. Um, that was That was always a, a sort of, it probably it probably wasn't helpful to them either you know two portuguese wingers join united when they're young they're easily going to get compared they're not going to be the same you know they're, they're yeah. just you know nanny's career as good as it's been has never hit ronaldo's heights and it's you know still well, got you yeah. know multiple permanent titles still won a champions league still won a euros with portugal but it's you know it's one thing where i just can't as much as i like nanny i can't argue him like like, inconsistency nanny was inconsistent all season long whereas at least hazard was inconsistent at the end of a good career (laughs) so yeah yeah you know that that's just why i went with hazard there again it's it's one of those ones where i could easily put him on the left uh, yeah i I just thought that was the the most logical place for him but yeah who Um, did you put on the left because i wanted to argue hazard's case of being a player who had a good career and then, you know, really dropped off. I haven't included Alexis Sanchez, who has <laughs> done the same thing. <laughs> Again, at his peak in the Premier League, was one of those players that you really didn't want your team to come up against because he was just that good. Another Player of the Year winner, Team of the Year appearances, couple of FA Cups with Arsenal a couple of um, Copper Americas with Chile uh, 100 and, almost 150 caps you know it, 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 again another really good player when he was at his peak but as soon as he left Arsenal and then went you know that little interim period before he joined into Milan um, <laughs> it was uh, because Hazard and Sanchez's careers are so parallel I couldn't argue for both of them I
0: think it's harsh for Eden Hazard to call his career parallel to Alexi Sanchez like
1: no, but you know what I mean, like the fact that they I were so Hazard good up, up until a point. Sanchez
0: is best. Yeah. True. And also could Hazard could still come back and do something. And it's still been, by all accounts, quite good for Belgium. Um yeah, where Sanchez I don't even think for Chile he's really been doing it.
1: Yeah, he's nowhere Ben Bruton is he? So yeah, I didn't go with Sanchez, even though I could have done. Um, wore 17 for Arsenal for those first couple of seasons before dropping into the uh, seven shirt, I believe it was he had uh, he had later on. Someone who also did a similar move when he was at Chelsea for the first season was Pedro. Okay, um, yeah. After joining from Barcelona, I think he went to wear like the 11 for those after there um, again. Spanish, plenty of caps, plenty of goals, league titles, Champions League titles, World Cups, Euros, all that sort of stuff. But I went with a bit of a, a gut feeling one, and it's one you're probably going to say is, you know, I'd have Pedro over this guy. But before Steven Gerrard wore 17 for Liverpool, and before Paul Wintz wore it, uh, Steve McManaman wore it. And Stephen McManaman is one of those ones that, the more I look back into older football, and. You know the more i try and learn especially doing stuff for this podcast as well like the more i learn about players the more i watch things um how sort of underappreciated and un underused steven manham was for england during the you know when he was at his best so i i, I kind of went with him just on the fact that i appreciate him more as a player now than i ever did when he was actively playing obviously after he left uh, left liverpool he went to uh, real madrid so that, you know famous bosman free transfer type thing and you know, won a couple of Champions League with them there. It became a, a real big part of that that Real Madrid team that was actually really successful. Uh, right before they kind of went a bit overboard with the Galacticos thing and just threw money at everyone and everything, didn't really work out that well. um but, you know, he kind of paved the way for the Beckham moves, the you know the Zidane moves, and you know, you know like it, you know, it was it was that sort of thing of like he helped them win those Cup of Champions League at the start of the, the millennium, which, you know, really started to bring more players in. And I found a quote from, from Zidane um, saying that Steven McMahon was one of the most talented players he's ever played with. And he's played with quite a few good players, Zidane, so I'm I'm gonna gonna take his word for it.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, um, i'm not i'm not basing this on his on his commentary career either because uh, <laughs> you know fair enough but
0: <laughs> no that's fair i mean i think like you i i saw some clips um of him playing at Real madrid the other day and yeah i can see that i you know maybe over over sanchez is a fair shout pedro pedro's a good player but i don't think pedro ever individually was that special you know
1: Pedro and Sanchez, yeah, I could have also argued as like forwards if I needed to. You know what I mean? Like it, it's everyone I've kind of got here is I mean, Stephen McMahon also plays central centrally as well. It, it's 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 I could have put anyone anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. I went for I d I don't disagree with you putting McManaman over Sanchez. Okay. Or over.
1: I'm, I'm happy about that because that was quite like pretty... more, more contentious. contestuous in this team, I'll
0: admit. They're three pretty, pretty similar similar players, I think. I went for in my team. I didn't really have loads of options, and I actually think I've done it again. My left wing option, I I think when we discussed him previously, we sort of figured that actually he was more of a right winger, but Kanchalskis was definitely a right winger, so I put him on my left. I have David Schindler, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, who is probably one of the most associated with the number 14 yeah. Uh, not a massively good I, I think he wore 14 at Spurs Villa and maybe Newcastle um, Yeah I think so
1: De- Definitely Spurs and Villa Yeah probably probably did to be fair suppose, yeah.
0: Didn't have much of a French career But like almost 250 appearances In the Premier League, 34 goals uh, I've got that he made o- Over 500, possibly 600 appearances in his career Played for PSG you know and, as well as a host Of English clubs he did win a PFA Player of the Year in, in England as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether you could make an argument for Ginnola over McManimum You possibly could?
1: I think you could. It, it, it's, it's almost that same sort of era, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's you know, very, very 90s.
0: They both had long hair. Yeah. <laughs> but Ginnola did L'Oreal adverts, so probably just beat him on that front. Yeah. I, you know... I I felt Jindler was a pretty good option Um, Mm -hmm. if Jindler was going up against Hazard maybe it's recency bias maybe I'm not giving Ginler enough credit
1: Um, (laughs) I mean he he certainly was one of the best players in the league wasn't he which I don't know whether you would have
0: ever said about McManaman but then maybe you would have said about Sanchez but Sanchez dropped off so much
1: I mean in the team of the year
0: Jindler I guess as well didn't drop off as much like he was good for quite a long period I remember him being good at Spurs, which was after he was at Newcastle, which was probably like his prime, prime time. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, the other options I had, the only other one I could really think of was Jesse Lingard, who mm. I don't think it's fair to compare to David Schindler, but has been, had a decent United career and obviously a very good spell uh, at West Ham on loan last season. Pretty good England international, but yeah, you know, if Jesse Lingard was my option on the right on the left hand side. I wouldn't even be suggesting he gets in the team above any of the three you just mentioned. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe, hey, maybe, maybe Jindler should... Maybe I'm doing Jindler a disservice because it's sort of like recency bias. I,
1: I think I Jindler... Have, I'm, I'm happy to put Jindler in if, if, if you want. Like, uh, Yeah, I, know, think Jindler, are, I think Jindler... Like, yeah.
0: I'm struggling a little bit and I think I know what's to come as well. I'm I, happy. I, don't, I
1: don't think that it's... Again, it, it's very sort of similar type you know, level players, I guess, but I don't think there's much between... And, yeah, any of them you know, if you yeah. want to go with Ginla I, I really don't mind if, if that sort of player of the year individual yeah. factor let's swings out, let's go it, with Gindler, because it. Yeah.
0: It, you know yeah let's go with Ginla let's go with Gindler. you know our midfield you know we've got Hazard we've got Gerard and Modric and Ginla and I mean Hazard could play from the left and Ginla could play from the right so Ginla could actually play yeah. in his in his actual Makes position so um, yeah okay. I think I think that's pretty good yeah,
1: that's good. yeah I've, I've, I mean, just to throw out a few more names that I have for my 17s as, as wingers: uh, Maxi Rodriguez, you okay, know, a sure. bit of a you know Liverpool player for a couple of seasons, a um, bit of a guilty pleasure for for both of us, I think, when we yeah. we spent that in for the Argentina one. Um, Andros Townsend, uh, if we want someone again, but like, you know. Matty Taylor, Christian Zieger, high for a goal. Ashley Young apparently wore 17 for Aston yep, Villa um, for a season. I can't, as, as much as I like Ashley, I can't argue his case. Even I even couldn't argue it a left back. Um, uh, and apparently Stuart Downing wore it at some point in his career, but um, again, very, very inconsistent player, even though I he will... did, uh, they're a very bright start, but um, yeah.
0: I will take your Andros Townsend and raise you a Charles and Zogbia.
1: <laughs> that's literally
0: the only other name i had <laughs> okay yeah yeah <laughs> not not really worth mentioning but hey.
1: so into our forward line i believe it's your turn to throw at least one name so i have that one,
0: one scan in I have one that's getting in. And then yeah, I have there's, one.
1: there's one that I certainly think of. As soon as someone says 14 Premier League, most, I know exactly what I'm
0: thinking. The most iconic player associated... You know, I mentioned Gindler being associated with 14 and Lesseau being associated with 14. The most iconic player, probably in world football, to be associated with that number, apart from maybe... Apart Johan from Cruyff. From, <laughs> um, who was associated with the number before squad numbers were even really a thing. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from Johan Cruyff is Thierry Henry we've spoken about him so many times that it's unreal and I think every time we've done a world cup or a euros he's always got in every game that we've done he's always beat out the competition because you know especially for people of our age who you know during his prime was sort of like 14 you know in our teen years 14 15 really starting to engage with football like a lot he was just like ridiculous wasn't he I still, a ridiculous scoring rate. At Arsenal, 376 appearances, 228 goals, two Premier Leagues, two FA Cups. Went on to play for Barcelona, where he won two La Ligas in the Champions League, becoming part of that, you know, Barcelona team that really established them as the team. I've just put here various player of the years as well, because yeah, he just yeah. won so many. One of the.
1: One he of the. He's, best, notes, he's, just, he's just getting it.
0: Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> It'd be so long if I did. Um, one of the <laughs> best players in Premier League history, undoubtedly. You know, if I do it might get difficult now, but if I did an all time Premier League eleven, I think I'm still putting Sheer and Henry up front. Cause yeah, he was just he was just that good. And I I always remember certain games. You know, you spoke a bit about Sanchez and Hazard being players you would fear as an opposition. you're right, especially Hazard, but not in nowhere even near the level of Henry. No, Like no, you're no. watching
1: United. Or for as long either.
0: Yeah, you're watching United vs Arsenal in the sort of mid noughties or, you know, in the noughties probably, you're just, every time Henry gets the ball, you're shit in your pants, because he's just like, he he is one of the only players who seems to be able to pick up the ball and run past five or six of your players before scoring.
1: Like yeah, he, that, that was the trademark, wasn't it? Get get it around the halfway line, take it past your and a little side foot finish as well, like, so many times. So so There's that goal
0: times. against Liverpool he scores, which is just, he just walks past mm like five or six interval players it's just unreal and i, I saw an interview of Arsene wenger a little while back and um he was talking about him and saying that you know just when he got mad you just uh, you know that's what you wanted as an arsenal fan or as an arsenal stuff member of the arsenal staff. you just if he got mad he would just destroy teams yeah absolutely incredible player um and actually arsenal fans are going to be very happy because my two other options um, are both arsenal players so i have ian wright who is, I think, more famously associated with the number eight shirt at Arsenal.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that right? But wore number 14 at West Ham, where he went after Arsenal. Ah, um, okay. Nine goals in 33 caps for England, but also a pretty fucking ridiculous scoring rate at Arsenal. 288 appearances, 185 goals, won a Premier League, two FA Cups, and a League Cup, and a Club uh, Cup Winners' Cup. Over 600 appearances in his career, over 300 goals. So he played for Palace and West Ham as well. He did win the Golden Boot in the First Division, he also got two Premier League Team of the Years, and he won a Palace Player of the Year as well. I mean, Ian Wright, a bit before my time, really, I saw sort of the tail end of his career. But what I remember about, one of the many things I remember about Henri's career was just everyone talking constantly about, oh my God, is he going to beat Ian Wright's record? Like, no one could believe that he would, someone could beat Ian Wright's record. Um, yeah. And, and, and I it. think that, <laughs> that, when you're saying you can't believe that Thierry Henri beat someone's record, I think that says a lot about Ian Wright. uh, The other one I have, who I did go for Ian Wright above, because I just think Ian Wright's legendary status, and also similar to your players, although not quite, has had a bit of a renaissance recently. But is Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, who Mm. I don't think even got it on our bench for our Africa 11, Um, but but (laughs) undeniably has had a very good career, despite being disappointing for Arsenal for the past sort of 18 months. Still managed 92 goals in 163 appearances for them was ridiculous at Dortmund, um, and has now gone to Barcelona and I think he's got something like nine goals in twelve games or something, and has helped them kind of a struggling Barcelona side, sort of re energise themselves under Xavi. How long that will mm-hmm. last, I you know. But there was a point where if it had gone a different way, like if the last eighteen months had been different for Aubameyang I think you're talking about him alongside some very impressive players. Um, yeah. <laughs> but just that tail-off meant that he, he kind of got forgotten, but a very talented player, and while well, I don't think he's on the level of, definitely not Henry, and I don't think Ian Wright either, probably my my third best option. I do have some other good players, uh, Javier Hernandez, who I know you also probably have on your list as well. Yeah, <laughs> a player I really like, obviously former Man United player, but probably never had the consistency as a like, first-team player in the Premier League, or, or really, apart from maybe a spell at Bayer Leverkusen. Rocky Santa Cruz apparently wore number 14, uh, Peter Crouch, Lurk Remy, Alan Smith, Frederick Canute. got some good players there, but I mean, when you've got Henry, you've got, I assume probably Arsenal's two top of the time goal scorers, right?
1: Totally, yeah. Hard,
0: yeah. <laughs> hard, hard, hard to argue with. At least certainly in the Premier League. Has <laughs> scored more goals than Ian Wright, so yeah, you, you, it's a pretty, it's a pretty strong front line, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is, and it's going to get stronger because i found a lot of good 17s. I mean, yeah. Did one of them
0: only play like three times in the Premier League wearing 17?
1: Yes, Um, and is more known for wearing probably 11 um, for his current team. Really, I really hoped
0: you'd forgotten about that.
1: I'll I'll say him first, because I I immediately really associate him with wearing 15 while he was... Yes, exactly. But um, apparently he wore 17 as well, um, and that's uh, some guy called Mohamed Salah um, you might know him when we're talking about current players like we say De Bruyne and you know uh, Laporte like, like we've mentioned you know, a, a few through, through this um, very much man at the moment is probably Mo Salah you know it, it it's, man of the
0: last like
1: four or five four years. seasons yeah, yeah yeah. incredible scoring record I mean I, I said it when we did uh, was it, I, I assume it was probably our African episode um, or the World Cup or whenever it was where we, we you know, again, looked looked at, you know, African players, uh, I think he'll go down as one of the Premier League's best all-time scorers once everything's over and done with. He, you know, he, he's got two golden boots to his name already. He's already about ten goals ahead of everyone else for this season's one, so I assume he's probably going to end up with a third already. Couple of Player of the Years, multiple Team of the Year appearances, obviously helped Liverpool to, you know, Champions Leagues, uh, Club World Cups. Uh, that pesky First League title now how many years it was. His scoring record for Egypt is ridiculous as well. You know, most most sort of African players don't have this kind of ratio when it comes to goals school because either they, you know don't go and, and play in the matches as much, Wherever 82 caps for an Egypt side where you've got 47 goals that's better than one in two which is you know phenomenal for a team that ultimately don't really have any other big name players. I mean you've got like you know probably Trezeguet who also I think West 17. Who else have, have, have Egypt got to really you know supply him? You know, it's not like, you know, with the Jogba when it was like Ivory Coast. you got, oh yeah, you've got Toure, you've got Ding Dan, you've got Kalou, you know, you, it, yeah, Salah on, on his own is really, it, it's it's just phenomenal, considering he started off as a, as a winger as well to now be an outlet forward. I mean, I think in our African team, he, he did take our right midfield role just because we had a lot of very, very good Number yeah, one, and
0: I, um, I think Salah, the, it's one of these discussions we've had a lot where it's a 4-3-3 with Mo Salah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's where he's best off is sort of like probably on the right-hand side of a, of a front three. Um, So I think if we're doing 4-4-2 as we always do, you could get away with putting him off wide. You could probably put him on the right and put Hazard as a number 10. Or you can do what you've done and, and sort of put him actually as an out-and-out forward, which probably, given everything going on at the moment with his ridiculous goal-scoring run, probably makes more sense to put him as a forward.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I think it would probably do a bit of like an industri- injustice if we put him as a midfielder now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think
0: <laughs> if we put him as a, as a right winger, I think he would still score t- tons of goals, but I think he's definitely more of a forward probably than someone like Hazard, you know, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, so that's, yeah, that's, that's uh, the most logical thing I think is to, to put him with a striker. So alongside him, I've gone with uh, Andy Cole, who you'll probably- He think- scores goals. He does. Um, you'll think of him as being more of a number nine, which I'm pretty sure were for United and Newcastle and Blackburn and I think also probably Man City. But yeah, between 94 and 96, his first couple of seasons with Man United, he wore and 17. I did know that. Pretty good for us. Um, obviously, I've just been talking about, you know, Mo Salah's international record. Uh, Andy Coles doesn't hold up against that because, you know, during his peak at you know, the sort of late 90s, early noughties, um, was very much a sort of Shearer and Sheringham. Established partnership for England, so he Michael Owen, who um, yeah, he, <laughs> he struggled to really break into that, unfortunately. But um, when you look at his domestic record, it's pretty phenomenal, really, especially as now has become a bit of a, a fad, isn't it? To to sort of discredit penalties as being legitimate goals, um, he'd never took them mm. and still scored like you know one in two for his own career, um, and that's just it's...
0: be fair, like. <laughs> You wouldn't take penalties in a team in teams where you had like Cantona. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> those players. Yeah,
1: but yeah. You know, for a fantastic partnership with York. It was sort of like very sort of telepathic, wasn't it? But even before that, you know, linking up with with Mclare, linking up with Cantona, Beckham and Giggs either side, skulls behind. It, it was just such a a lethal weapon of, of that team, wasn't it? You know, it, it, it was. Mm, um, yeah. You know, so I think especially nowadays when when you you sort of think about players you almost purely just look at the goals um which i always think is a very folly thing to do because you know by by that reckoning burkham was dreadful but ultimately cole was just you know when you want a number nine that's the guy you yeah
0: want, you he's know, your goal machine you know he um, had you know york was very much the player who kind of you know fed him a lot of the time York was more of your number 10 you know and you had players like Sheringham and obviously earlier Cantona who who fed Cole with the goals I don't think it was always Rosie him at United I know I think in his maybe in his first couple of seasons he struggled a little bit but like yeah he was prolific like and I think often under underappreciated um in the sort of debates of who's the best Premier League strikers of all time he's up there in terms of goals scored you know
1: yeah he's he's, he's probably like Still like third or fourth or something yeah, on the list, I yeah, guess, yeah. Uh, which is you know ridiculous. I feel like Aguero was retired it? potentially, Possibly. yeah, I guess by now. But yeah, considering, considering how long ago it was that he retired, that you know, it you know, took Aguero ages to get there. Rooney's probably overtaken him now as well, Henri. But like
0: yeah.
1: Henri definitely has, because Henri's second, yeah. I think. But yeah, to the you know, basically the, the sort of best best English striker ahead of you is Shearer. Other than that. It's you. It's not bad, is it? You know? <laughs> Another player who I've got who, who won a golden boot, I've actually not got many, it's only really Salah and Cole. So if I was going purely on who scored, yeah, you know, who was the best Premier League striker, the ones who won the golden boot are probably the ones to go for. Um, team of the European, obviously Champions League, five Premier Leagues. Yeah, just, I, I can't not... It, it, it's, it's, it's almost like McManaman, but even more so, like, I, I, I appreciate him so much more now. Than, than I think I ever did when I was watching him play for United, you know. It's, it's... Just, just to say, actually, I've just looked it up. So the, the top...
0: Oh, actually, Thierry Henry's not as high as I thought. So the top goal scorers in the Premier League, Shearer, Rooney, then Cole. Yeah. Um, then Aguero, who was three short of Cole. Then Harry Kane, Frank Lampard, Thierry Henry, Robbie Fowler, Jermaine Defoe, and Michael Owen.
1: So Rooney probably scored more goals than him in probably twice as many appearances. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Um, obviously, you can't really compare them. Cole was now in you know, 9 whereas Rooney yeah. was very much a playmaker. Rooney home, was more like your Dwight York,
0: finished. Teddy Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But yeah, so that's who I went with. But there are so many good options here. I feel so guilty about leaving them out. I guess the main one, well, the one I've put as my sort of bench option, obviously, it doesn't necessarily end up being our bench option when we consider the 14s as well. Um, but Henrik Larson was 17 in that few months spell with United that he had. Obviously, with United was more of a morale signing as opposed to a you know a big impact on the pitch but was such a key part in helping us win that league title that season you know it, it was it was uh it was a bit of an inspired little loan signing there and it was a shame that he couldn't extend it but that's what he agreed to so you know a couple of months with united International record, again, he was very much more of a playmaker-type striker as opposed to being a number nine, so it's kind of like a one in three when you look at his international record. But, you know, a couple of Land league titles with Barcelona. Obviously, everything he did with Celtic, but it's the Scottish League, so Ben's not going to count it. That being said,
0: I am <laughs> formulating in my head an argument to have Henrik Larsson in with Thierry Henry at the moment.
1: Okay, okay, the only player I've got who's won the European Golden Boot um, which I assume was in Scotland, so, you know, it, 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 it only really counts as half. But yeah, that that was kind of like the sub-option ahead of, uh, you mentioned Javier Hernandez, he wore 17 for, for West Ham for those couple of seasons he was there. Again, sort of one and two striker for Mexico, a couple of Premier League titles. I can't argue his case as much as I love him. Same with Lukaku, uh, as, as good as he has been at points in his career, not really right now, so or so any time
0: he's been in the premier league with a top side
1: essentially yeah but he wore 17 uh when he was on loan at everton and then when they actually signed him permanently i think he wore like 10 or something for them yeah, um yeah. but yeah his his international score is ridiculous um obviously he won seria title team of the years and stuff but as a a, a talent i can't argue his case over especially Salah, but as a goal scorer, I can't argue his case over Cole. Um, I'll give a little throw-in for Tim Cahill, who, um, you know, you've got Tim Cahill. (laughs) But yeah, you look through, and I I forgot how many good strikers there are who have worn 17. I mean, you you mentioned Adam Smith is a 14. Obviously, he, he wore 17 at Leeds as well that's that's just one i'm gonna mention just because it's you know if, if they've worn both of our numbers that's quite cool but yeah like you know, you've got craig bellamy christian benteke andy johnson were 70 for a bit over martins at birmingham uh benny mccarthy marion paha southampton eosie perez Niall quinn current one even tony uh we're 70 for brentford which is uh you know he's doing all right at the moment so it's, there's there's, a, there's been a lot of good Premier League strikers to War Seventeen, but no, I mean I, I wouldn't put any of them even close to like Hernandez or Lukaku, and they're not even close to Cole, Salah, Omri. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. It's fair. So there's a lot of options, but it feels like I mean Omri and Salah really are the obvious ones.
1: I'd say so. Or yeah, Omri, Salah, Omri, and Cole. It depends on how you want to. If if you want to go tactical. (laughs) Uh,
0: I feel like you can't not have Mo Salah.
1: This is me with Gerard, (laughs) isn't
0: it? The thing is, Mo Salah is the best player in the Premier League and has been. And I don't think Andy Cole was ever the best player in the Premier League. Well, Andy Cole, I think, is criminally underrated, I don't think he was that type of player. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless you maybe moved Salah back and played him on the wing instead of Hazard. But I feel like Hazard kind of deserves the spot. I think, yeah. I think you've got to go. You've got to go with Salah and Henri, with Andy Cole on the bench. Sure. Unless you really, <laughs> unless you really want to include uh, Cole over Salah.
1: I don't know if it's just maybe a bit of the bias coming through, but I, I do want to give Andy Cole his dues. Um, we've given If, you, yeah, if we have, to, if we include Cole
0: over Salah, though, I think we have to put Salah in over. Hazard. We could then put Hazard in over... We could then put him in over General instead.
1: Oh, that's... Yeah, that would be on you then because... Uh, I mean, you I know... Mean, I'm, I'm happy to put... I mean, yeah, Salah and Henri is a very... um, It's a very sort of playmaker partnership, isn't it? But um, they both score as well, so yeah. it's yeah. yeah. I,
0: I feel bad for Cole because, like I said, I think he, he doesn't necessarily get the respect he deserves. Mm. But he is also up against Henry, who is one of the greatest players in Premier League history, and Mo Salah, who probably is also one of the greatest players in Premier League history, um, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's just doing,
1: like, um, d- d- didn't Salah beat Cole's record, was it Cole's record he beat for, like, most goals in a season? Didn't they? Like, well, I, I thought Cole hold, held that record back when it was, like, a 42-game season or something. I know Salah broke some sort of record that had been like since they changed the format of the Premier League so that's a pretty key thing to do right so yeah I think Salah. I mean it
0: it might be recency bias but like Salah is at the moment he's the best player arguably in the world Mm -hmm. and I think because of that it makes him very hard at this very moment to leave him out
1: yeah As as long as he doesn't do a Sanchez (laughs) or has it?
0: <laughs> God, can you imagine? He signs for Man United and then goes crap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so looking back from the beginning, Tim Howard in goal. Yeah. That's one 14 I'm going to lose this dramatically. So one fourteen, 14 Tim Howard. Back four. You wanted Boateng, didn't you? Over your other options. So Boateng yeah. goes right back. Yeah. Did you want to stick with Des Walker and Virgil van Dijk? Leave Laporte
1: out. I'll be my the... my coin toss there if you want. Um.
0: I I don't really know enough about Des Walker to argue his case. Okay. Um, but like you said, the fact that he well was in so many Team of the Years,
1: I think. You know, because if it was yeah, Van Dijk and Laporte is two very current players. So mix, yeah, maybe mix it up and then have Laporte yeah. on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so yep, yeah, okay with that.
0: Walker and Van Dijk, left back. It was basically Ziga or so Again, I would probably edge Ziga.
1: It's, it's difficult, isn't it? It's one of those ones where you saw a lot more of Lasso, but well, was Ziga a better player?
0: <laughs> Ziga did more in his career. Yeah. I think it's fair to say Ziga. So that's You're like 4, four that. 1. Midfield, I'm, I, you know, the 14s make a bit of a comeback because what we have Zinola, Modric, uh, Gerard, Hazard. So it's 2 2 in the midfield still only makes it what 6-3 yeah. yeah and then up front we have Henri and Salah so it's 7-4 to the 17s in the end
1: that's um, quite ironic seven than four yeah 17.
0: No. it's almost like it was meant that way yes uh, it definitely <laughs> wasn't it definitely wasn't in terms of the bench if we wanted no to know <laughs> just to show kind of how close it was our bench options I think were actually pretty split weren't they so Naomi was our sub goalkeeper, Laporte right. was our sub defender, so that's two fourteen. But our sub midfielder was De Bruyne and our sub striker was Cole, two seventeen. Yes. So really split down the middle. Um overall what's that? A nine six. So it's nine-six. it's not a completely one sided
1: affair. No, I'm 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 generally surprised that I had so many. Like when when I first I think- thought about it there's so many I didn't think of and then once I started researching it I was like oh okay this is actually really good
0: (laughs) and there might be ones that we've missed like there might be ones I've missed but like I think when you think about it the 17 as a number what I associate 17 with is a lot of players who eventually go on to wear 7 or 11 or 10 who wear 17 when they first come to the club and maybe those numbers are occupied you know you think of Hazard who wore 17 and went to 10 or even Salah, who wore 15, then 17, then went to 11 when he joined Liverpool. Yeah, Gerrard. Um, Andy Cole, 17, and then went to nine. Yeah. yeah, Whereas with 14, I don't think you see as much of that. Like, 14s maybe more of a squad player number, you know, the likes of Jesse Lingard, who, you know, probably at Man United was never gonna go on and wear like number 11 or number 10 or whatever. Well, didn't Lingard
1: wear like two numbers before he started? He was at uh, He was
0: 35.
1: Uh, 35, yeah.
0: I, I think he went from 35 to 14.
1: Hmm so that but yeah if, after that where's you jump down again bit. you
0: know like jeremy Laceau, you know probably actually if we if we look at our lists there are more people who are associated with 14 as their primary number than are 17 you know you think lasso Ginler, Henri, kanchelskis
1: mm-hmm.
0: Je, uh, did i say jeremy? I I said jeremy but you know those players you think of those players and you think of the number 14
1: for mm-hmm. me to be yeah, fair, Hernandez. Hernandez is 17. always fourteen yeah. for me, but he just wore seventeen at West Ham, so I include him. Like it's.
0: <laughs> but like the seventeen shirt, actually, there aren't that many. I, I would associate with that number. I'm just trying to think of the ones you said. Well, uh, does, De Bruyne, does De Bruyne still wear
1: seventeen? He still wears it. Yeah. So he's he's worn it ever since he joined City. He's the, he, I
0: would associate him with. He's the 17.
1: only current one I have actually. Yeah, yeah I, you know, uh, I don't
0: think there's as many like number Pe-
1: seventeen. I think who- Pedro, I think Pedro or maybe Petit are the only ones I ultimately think like seventeen. Yeah, Nanny. Um, Nanny, Nanny yeah, as well, yeah. but like yeah, everyone. Else but you, is you know being what I mean? I don't think there's or or... as
0: many. Uh, well, you know, it's weird how you know, and we read way too much into this because we love squad numbers. But like, it's weird how like, and maybe it's because it's more of a sort of squad player number that like players wear 14 for longer and get more associated with it whereas 17 is often a step to seven a step to 11 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you know interesting at least for me because there's not many players i don't w- like the number 14 because of a certain player that wore it mm-hmm. you know so actually it's it's interesting seeing oh yeah schindler and Henri and lasso and you know, Modric, you know, all wore this number. You know, because at United, our 14s have, apart from maybe Ken Chelskis, who was a bit before my time, we haven't always really had <laughs> terribly yeah. famous 14s, have we? You know, Jordi Cruyff, uh, Alcina, yeah, yeah. Hernandez, Tosic, Tosic. Lingard. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Whereas United 17s, obviously Van der Haag was the main one that I grew up with, and that's kind of where my thing for 17 comes from. But yeah, who else? We? Liam Miller. David Lind. Nanny. Who's our current Blind. number 17? Yeah. Fred. Fred. How, how come you even didn't got you mention? Fred. We haven't even mentioned him until now, so that's how and much I rate him.
0: To be fair to Fred, probably one of United's best players at the moment, which isn't actually saying that much, but you know, let's be honest. Yes. He pulled yeah. some mad skill out. Did you see that fucking Berbatox that he did?
1: Yeah, where where where's that Fred been all, all my life?
0: <laughs> well, the problem was we played him as a holding midfielder.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's clearly a number nine. Well, he's not. He's a 17, but he needs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh Ah, uh, well, you know, that was that was a good exercise. Something a little bit different. Uh, we will maybe yeah. you know use our love of squad numbers for some further inspiration.
1: Yeah, squad yes. squad number announcement day is the best yes. best thing since what transfer deadline day the season it,
0: it's better than Transfer Deadline Day
1: yeah. <laughs> the best
0: thing about Transfer Deadline Day is fi- if you find out what new what numbers new, new players will be wearing
1: true well. holding up the shirt I don't stuff. care who yeah.
0: we've signed it's what number they're yeah <laughs> cool well um, thank you everyone for listening I hope you enjoyed a slightly different episode and we will be back in the not too distant future with another episode that will be confirmed as to what what the subject it we um we're not going to you know announce the next episodes uh
1: just yet it's, it's lucky of... we did this because we only thought of this idea after we'd even recorded the last episode yeah. so it wasn't even anything we had planned we were just like oh should we do this and it worked out yeah a really good idea. So, yeah we'll we'll leave leave it as um yeah join us in, next in time case for, for tbc <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah. yeah we'll see see what we do and hopefully it's as, as fun and interesting as this one it was nice to do something where we haven't always got a big overlap of players, which
0: yeah.
1: we do a lot of the time, don't we? Say, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, thank you for listening and we will we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. Join us next time.